0: So, how how do physical components, but I don't know, it's it's tough when you even use these words because nothing is really physical, but something that you make plants, how do they get into this body if they're a different, just a different vibration and they can incorporate into the body vib- on vibrations, electrical? You know what I'm asking?
1: So, um, not quite understanding are you just uh, are you referring to a, a certain uh, group of people or no
0: so say you have I don't know say you have a tincture of something and this is a physical thing in a body how does it get into the body um, on a deep level if the body's not really physical
1: Well, the first thing is to understand how to make a medicine properly. Right. Uh, To, you know, take all the components and then, again, old world alchemy, you understood that there's three components that are created by the, you know, what they looked at as the four elements and those attributes that create the elements themselves. And, uh, you know, they use the terminology, the mercury, sulfur, and the salt, you know, body, soul, and spirit. You know, spirit being what they used to call prana and chi and, mm-hmm. and uh, the soul being the individualized soul. Plants have an oversoul for a species as in the human kingdom. Each one of us have our individualized soul. So uh, plants, we'll just look at plant medicine. Uh, you have to understand how to separate those original constituents and purify them. Uh, so that they are now free of all the things, just like in the human realm. You know, we've been inundated with a lot of kind of BS that doesn't belong there, and that's what the journey of the souls is about is: to get rid of all that and understand those those three aspects of ourselves—Father, Son, Holy Ghost—and then, in a purified form, uh, coabate or put back together those three components so that now it's in an elevated form. But to answer your question, when you do that, now you're dealing with those pure, original waveform patterns. And those waveform patterns going through the ethers, as we keep suggesting, Mm -hmm. are, you know, coagulate into precipitation and what gives the appearance of our bodies and our experience. And uh, any particular plant prepared in that purification or spagyric process Is going to more accurately concentrate those original patterns before they took on any of the impurities and then that is going to impact our toroidal field Hmm. as a, a human organism from the toroidal field represented by that plant oversoul and then um you know then that is going to if you need a particular plant with original patterns that are going to impact a certain part of our field Mm. and if you're clever enough to know which ones are necessary to bring about a state of balance you know when you're practicing that kind of medicine then that is going to create you know achieve a balance uh you know in that energy field which we measure in different ways we can tell if the you know in a human toroidal if uh if the energy is skewed in, you know, the north, south, east, west pole, the northeast, whatever, and then that has biological and emotional consequences that we can read. But then if you know how to pair up with those original patterns from a plant species or a mineral species, then, you know, then you can, you know, bring that whole field back into a balance. But you're working more on that etheric level rather than – you know, a common plant tincture or a gross ph- pharmacological preparation, that's just going to override uh, through chemistry, um, you know, and not even touch the real causative levels of those uh, subplants. It's more treating
0: systems. symptoms, right? It's more treating symptoms.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you're you're treating at the source, that then is going to precipitate in the matter rather than trying to tweak things just at the extreme end of the matter continuum, which is going to have uh, very short-lived consequences and even negative consequences, uh, you know, like in the case of pharmaceuticals. So you're literally going through, just like uh, like homeopathy as an example, Mm -hmm. um, which shouldn't be confused with spagyricism, which is another elevated understanding of medicine. But homeopathy, what you're doing is you're taking a substance, you're diluting it, diluting it, diluting it until there's none of the original physicality left, and you're just left with the energetic blueprint. And then that energetic blueprint, uh, you know, allegedly, you know, with homeopathy uh, uh, practitioners, is going to have a clear conduit into those progenitor um, energetic levels that precipitate health or lack of in the first place. So it just kind of cuts to the chase, goes in there. Now, with spagyric medicine, you're doing that and then some because you're working on all three levels of consciousness that create our being in the first place.
0: Wow. And what's that word? How do you spell that word, spagyric? Uh,
1: S-P-A-G-Y-R-I-C, which uh, comes from a Greek term, which just means uh, basically to take apart and put back together. (laughs) And
0: that's the medicine that you work with at Alpha Vedic,
1: right? That's how you do it. And that's what the old alchemist the old. perfected. Yeah, and you do it with plants, you do it with minerals, you do it with uh, all mm. sorts of things. Wow. And then, uh,
0: yeah. One of uh, my basic spiritual exercises that I do a lot is, uh, I was taught by my teacher, is just to sit and do nothing. <laughs> that's pretty much just, that's do nothing. Don't breathe. Don't do anything. And just sit, you no. Know. And when I get in that state and just, it's almost like I can feel and just know and understand that there's no way the body can age in that state of consciousness and there's and the body is just healing at that point isn't it it has to there's you know what i mean there's nothing else telling it to do something other than just sitting there does that make sense
1: makes total sense uh, i think there's a lot of wisdom to that uh, you know Sometimes spiritual practices can actually be a distraction and uh, I think the best thing in the world is to go down to the river and do nothing sit on a rock you know and just watch the river flow or sit out, out on your surfboard mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just get lost in that and yeah you know, that's why nature's so powerful yeah. and when you're in a pristine environment in Ooh. nature whether it's out in the ocean or or you know out in the forest somewhere um you're inundated uh, in a very concentrated way with those natural patterns from the Creator that mm-hmm. have been less um, tainted, and that has uh, a great effect. You know, our, our speaks those patterns all the time. You know, regardless of you know how we think about things, and then you know we're just like a sponge. And the more times you, you know, put yourself in that kind of environment, you're just gonna you know, each time naturally sort of fall into that what-me-worry sort of state of consciousness. Yeah. You yeah. know, more readily.
0: And only good things can happen in that state, right? Whatever good is, you know, God, whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. that's all that can happen there. And you can really see how the aging process works when you look at it from that perspective. You know, and for my, I don't, there's no reason why the body should age when you're just hanging out. Why would it age? Why would it why would it do yeah. anything other than just hang out there? you know why would it? Yeah
1: Yeah, I always say I know why I've got every gray hair on my head. Uh-huh. Uh, you know I get it but there's there's no blame in that or shame in that either. you know we again volunteered to play the game and and there's risk involved. We knew that coming in. <laughs> We're doing it anyway. But if you do get to a point where you just didn't buy into the uh, hey, I'll you know work my whole life in something I hate to do every day mm-hmm. so I can get a 401k and then reach a, a certain age where I get to do nothing, you know, then you end up sitting at home in front of the tube or something watching CNN. Um, <laughs> you know that that's that's a real tragedy. but if you don't buy into that model, and even if you go through, you know, the appearance of aging, um, you know, the internal wisdom that you glean from your experience um, makes you feel real good inside. Yeah, that's all that counts, physically. right? And we're all going to have our yeah, little gray and hairs we'll, and stuff. Who cares? Yeah. yeah who, who cares? I, I wear them like, uh, you know, like a warrior wears battle scars. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and you feel good in ways that feel better than when you, you know, had the appearance of a more youthful body. Right. And, uh, and, and you know, that understanding brings just a, a deep sense of peace that's hard to understand hard, or yeah. would have been harder to understand for me when I was, you know, in my 20s and thinking that uh, all the things I did back then were a good idea. Yeah. I get
0: the idea it's almost like for me where the divine spirit is just trying, wants to create more of itself every moment through me. And so I, you know, I'm kind of, I get to do what I want to do and my body keeps changing because I keep changing my state of consciousness every moment. Does that make sense? So I'm not trying to get young. I mean, what, I don't even know what that means. You know, people ask me now, how old are you? I said, I don't even know. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, why would you put a number on it or anything?
1: Yeah, and, and the great tragedy for um, those of us in a uh, later phase of life is to, you know, just lose our passion for exploring and mm-hmm. uh, creating. And... um you know, a lot of people, they'll come by here, they're saying, well, how did Deb and you and I, or why would you take this on at your phase of life? You know, because we're out there, you know, working pretty hard and and long days and got a lot of irons in the fire. And it's like, well, you know, the, the thought of how old we are really doesn't enter into the equation. In fact, that I think it's kind of, you know, keeping us going and it's again sure beats us uh, sitting back in the lazy boy and watching TV or something. Sure. So, uh, yeah, you're as, you're as young as you feel and, uh, and we're here to create. And if you stay creative your entire life, uh, you're going to have a great run and you're going to be here for as long as you're meant to be here. And if the creator didn't want each one of us to have very unique potentials and characteristics so that the collective consciousness could expand mm-hmm. through those uh idiosyncrasies that we all have mm-hmm. um why would we all be here what so we can all conform into the same belief system i mean how does consciousness expand if we're all going in the same direction doing the same thing or or you know sure. uh, thinking we should do or I mean, do. it's it's
0: kind of mm-hmm. ludicrous when you think about it. Yeah, that's really well well said. I like the idea too, because I think about it often. Is like, what am I really here to do? You know, and when we're just in Nowsville, the only thing we can do, Bear, is just to create something, right? Create something. Do something. You know, just rather than think about what's going on out there or think about what happened, just do something. Just create something,
1: Hmm. and there's no one in the um, the entire history of human embodiments that is looking at reality and creating reality through your eyes. You're the only one. Yeah. And the tragedy is again, so many people are seduced into conforming to a normal. A normal, yeah.
0: So uh, I, have a, I have a good friend who's now on my Friday shows and we would just talk about this stuff because I need a little female guidance a lot. Believe me, a lot. And she's really cool. And we've been talking about reality and I kind of got this idea. Maybe you can shed a little of your insights into it. Um, I don't know how to say this, but it, it feels like How is it possible, it feels like to me, Bear, that my reality, without sounding like a narcissist, is the only reality that exists. You know, um, it is, isn't it? I mean, you and I can dance together and say, let's merge our realities and be friends and hang out and stuff like this. but, But isn't your reality the only reality that really exists and you get to get out of it whenever you want or not?
1: Uh, that's my take on it. Oh, see, so I'm and, not too uh, crazy.
0: Good. Okay, yeah. Good. <laughs> that's what it feels like to and me. I,
1: I think, I think if we all went along with that, it would be pretty hard to create a civil war. You know, they mm-hmm. need, they need a right or a left. You know, a black and a white. Uh, right. You know, uh, any any dual polarization in order to. Take one camp and pit it against the other, which is what the lower uh, forces is trying to,
0: right? They're trying to do now is to separate yeah. us, right? Democrat, Republican, yeah. and black and white, and good and bad, and whatever, male and female, and just get us thinking, you know that. But so, so this was this came up with Hannah, and I, and so she she kept saying, well, but there's got to be an absolute reality, right? There's gotta be an absolute reality that I can look at, that she wants to look at. And I thought about that, I remember in 1986, I was in San Francisco leaning against a fence, and I always remember this moment, and I kept saying, how is it, you know? How is it? I wanted to see how it was, you know, how it was, so I can know how I, what my job was to interact with it, and how does Patrick belong to this it? But I keep thinking there is no absolute reality without me being involved in it. Is there, I mean, we can't step back and look at, we just want to see how it is. Okay, we just want to see how it is so we can know the truth. But is that even possible without us? Looking at it.
1: Well, What's uh, You know, the question is, what is us? And <laughs> and, and that leads us back to one creator uh-huh. that is individualized. And I don't think the creator is frivolous and it just made a mistake in individualizing into your persona and my persona. You know, we're here for a reason to you lend a certain thing. lens to the overall expanding consciousness. Consciousness is... Uh, you know, always, always expanding. Uh, that it's never static, and that's the reason for our being.
0: But i i cannot I cannot look at an absolute reality without looking at it. And if I look at it, then I'm part of it. And that's, you know, what I'm getting at. I...
1: Well, I would agree with that. Otherwise, there'd be no reason for you to be here in the first place. And, you know, we also tend to think of our individualization as just this particular level of the matrix. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so I'm told, uh, you know, when we climb the octaves, uh, then we're more consciously creating and not bound or limited within a matrix and can come and go throughout all the various fields or octaves of consciousness, uh, you know, and create. As we wish. And of course, I I think what the game is down here is just learning that it's not a good idea to try to fool Mother Nature. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we can have unlimited um, free will experience as long as we, you know, do no harm. Do no harm. And uh, yeah, Yeah. and that's nature's, uh, as long as we have that inclination, then. You know, it'd be a bad idea to unleash us into pure f- levels of creation re- wreaking havoc, you know. And I, and and the other thing is wreaking havoc is a different resonance that it's not just that it wouldn't be allowed in a different octave. It would be impossible to be in that octave in the first place if you had that inclination. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, you, it wouldn't you, even be you there. can't fake it. Yeah. We can't get out of here with a C minus. You got to <laughs> go all the way.
0: <laughs> got it. And the idea of trying to change someone else's reality is just not a good idea. It's just wrong, right? I mean, why would we want to try to do that ever?
1: Because you're afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, Why else would you be a control freak on any level unless you were afraid? If you're secure uh, and confident in who you are and get a little bit of an idea of your purpose, then... Mm -hmm. You'd be just as stoked about somebody else's experience as you are about your own. Why on earth would you try to curtail someone else? So the, you know, the 12 predominant families behind the banking system, mm-hmm. uh, you know, within this realm uh, who look like they're holding all the cards, they're the mo- They they carry more fear than uh, all the rest of us billions put together.
0: Fear of losing what they've got?
1: just fear whatever however you want to whatever you want to attach that fear fear is an unqualified resonance and then of course just like in our own experience if we feel a certain way we try to attach stories to it Mm -hmm. and uh what i learned in the practice of medicine because emotions do have such uh um you know uh a a role to play in creating you know illness in a body um you have to eventually get to that point where you lose your story. You can't be constantly going back to some event in your life mm-hmm. or doing a past life reading to, you know, to excuse why you're pissed off or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just have to say no, it's it's an energy qualified in a certain resonant field. And okay, maybe processing your stories is helpful just to get in touch with it in the interim but as soon as possible you got to get off that train too and just go into transmuting the energy period and of course that can only come when you forgive yourself forgive others for whatever you think the story or the reason was in the first place mm-hmm. then you can really get down the business of transmutation and we live in the cycle of transmutation that's why there's a consciousness shift going on right now that's why the controllers are extra freaked out right now because they know that's happening and they're trying to prevent us into going to that pure state of just not getting lost in the story anymore and you know a lot of us that like to keep our ear to the ground in world events and you know kind of understand why things are what they are and what might happen next uh there's a fine line to play in that because Mm -hmm. if you dwell in that story too long then guess what they've got you right where they you're want the you
0: you're in the you're in there and then and once you're in you're in yeah.
1: right yeah <laughs> once you're in you're
0: in yeah. and that's yeah. what a trip what a great story i mean it's just being life is such a great story isn't it this whole thing that's going on it's a it's a wonderful story well, i'd love to be able to do a screenplay on the whole picture that'd be fun try to figure that one out <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that would be the ultimate movie. I mean, <laughs> we are movie. the ultimate. We movie. are the ultimate. And movie. you know, I've I, I've had a lot of conversations with my oldest son for many years now because mm-hmm. he's always been very creative and you know really likes to analyze movies and make movies. And oh, really? And uh, we're just always saying, "Wow, when are we going to see movies that are you know talking about this stuff?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only would they be great adventures that would make all the other star wars and you know lord of the rings and everything uh, you know pale in comparison but they'd be extremely entertaining. Yeah.
0: Well, we're going to make them baby. That's why we're here, right? We're going to do it. I'm counting. We're going to we're, we're going to figure out how to do it and and I just learn so much uh, all the time. It's amazing when you're and I'm sure you know this with medicine and in your field even with screenwriting and film you, you can watch videos everywhere of all these people that have done it and been there and, and, and learn from them. I mean, they just show you how to do it. And if you listen carefully, you can pick up stuff every day. Oh yeah, I could try that. Or that's how that works. So to me, that's so, so fascinating. And I always remember uh, the, the, the soul that introduced me to my spiritual teacher. I think it was in 85. He said to me one time, he goes, you know, this spirituality stuff is not that difficult. All you have to do is wanna know it, find somebody that knows it, and just learn from them. It's no more difficult than putting together a stereo is what he said to me. You can learn how to take it apart and put it back together, and life is like that if you just surrender to somebody that knows her stuff and say, hey, teach me how to do that. And you can do it. It's not that difficult, but it's that surrender that we to give up that we think we know how it is, right? That's the big one.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, like the old saying goes, when you want to know something, the teacher's gonna find you. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you about this, you know, in, in, in writing, when I just get a little bit stuck, or not stuck, but just on a word, or where to go next with a scene, I'll just ask, so where do I go from here? What, where, you know, what's the thing to do? And I'll just sit there, and just sit there and do nothing, and it comes. Now, where does that come from? Do you think? I mean, how you know it is so cool. And then all of a sudden, or you're washing dishes, you know, five minutes later, and it's there. It's just there. Oh yeah, you know, he needs to do this next. Where do you think that comes from? I mean, is the screenplay already done? You know, some some people contend that everything is already finished in the lower worlds. It's already done. So. Maybe the idea that the the novel or the screenplay or the medicine you're working on is already completed, and we're just it comes in in the moment. How do you how do you explain that, or what's your theory on that?
1: You know, not to diminish the importance of each of us in our individualization and our embodiments, but really the role that we're playing here is one of being a capacitor. Capacitor. It's uh, receiving. Uh, capacitor and electrical system is something that receives resonance and stores, you know, resonance. And so, because of our unique characteristics as an in individualization, it's going to have, create a, an energy field that's like a prism. Hmm. So, when the original ideas from creation come through us, we're going to be able to mix and match, you know, those... Uh, ideas in a very unique way but there's nothing original under the sun it's all coming from the same place wow you know you can take all your great minds from the beginning of time and they'll tell you the same thing they just say well stuff just occurs to me mm-hmm. uh you know I've I've created a lot of uh, medical systems and things that just worked for me in my practice and um you know I didn't sit around trying to figure things out I just you know, learned what was already going on on the planet and connected some dots. And then in the most unexpected times, things just occur to you. Mm-hmm. And then you sit with it. You get it all clear in your mind. And then you, when you go out in the outer world to, to create something or do something, you don't even have to tinker out here. You know, it's all done inside. It's all done. Yeah, it's all with done. Those, yeah, with those original insights. Then you just go do it. Mm. That's, uh, you know, a lot of people think you have to go toil in a laboratory or this, no, your real laboratory is, uh, you know, just being receptive, and then also taking that information, using your imagine, imagination in you know a way that when you go do it, you're going to go do it the first time.
0: Hmm, very interesting. Here's a cool in- email from Larry. Thanks for having Bear on the show. I really enjoy when you guys get together. Does he think that there's any benefit to the technology? of grounding to the earth. Yeah, that's been around a long time, the idea that you put a pole in the ground and a wire. Have you looked into that? Uh, We did years ago, and I never got much out of it, but I was a different state of consciousness then. It doesn't mean that it doesn't work. What do you think? So,
1: um we do something that's trending tremendously out there right now. It's called electroculture. Yeah, I've, I've done some shows and, uh, on that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We just had uh, Matt on, yep. who's kind of the yep. guru of electroculture right now. Great guy, very knowledgeable. And, um, you know, we do that here at the farm and all my planting beds. I just uh, expanded our farm into a whole Shazandra berry area in a different zone. And, uh, so that's going to be our next big major crop besides the ones we already grow mm. and first thing I do when I plant is I put big poles in the ground with copper wire and mm. plant it in there and it and and they grow better, uh, the slugs seem to leave, leave things alone, you know, where those are and uh, you know, it really works but all you're doing is creating an antenna that harnesses the atmospheric energy which we would look at as the north pole mm. you know, the energy we've described as coming from above our heads and grounds it into the south pole the earth so when you're talking about grounding which could be just something as simple as walking around in your bare feet right again going back to the concept that we are capacitors you know to receive and store information and energy so that we can create on this plane as individualized you know uh, you know presence of the source um, you know, we are that South pole that grounds that knowledge and becomes a conduit for that energy or that light, which is really what it is into the earth, because that's what raises the um, just the resonant field of the earth realm itself, which is also a living um, technology that is going through hmm. a consciousness expansion that very soon is not going to allow, you know, certain levels of resonance to exist here anymore. So those of us that are grounding ourselves consciously to bring in these things or just to do our bodies a favor by walking around in a garden with our bare feet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's improving our biology because, you know, now our, our own bodies uh, you know benefit by that. And then also we serve a larger purpose. And that we are a conduit again for those uh, higher energy fields to come in and raise the frequency of the entire realm. So we're more of a conduit and when we're grounded.
0: When we're grounded, and even if you put a pole in the ground and do the sheets and everything, there's something to that. There's something to it.
1: Yeah, if if you're on the the what the alchemists called the earth element, mm-hmm. or which we would correlate with carbon. You know, in more contemporary, uh, you know, uh, molecular understandings, or, you know, explained a different way in waveform physics, which is much more elegant. Um, you know, there'd be no purpose for folks being, you know, scurrying around on the ground in the first place hmm. if it wasn't in order to create heaven on earth. And so you need those conduits, that South Pole, uh, you know, which we play that role in order to create beauty on this realm.
0: So, the whole idea of the South Pole and the Arctic and all that stuff that the cosmology truthers talk about, that's real, right? I mean, South Pole is Earth, right? Is Earth.
1: Yeah, and if you look at it more as an electronic realm, a toroidal field, mm-hmm. then you aren't as preoccupied with whether we're... On a round thing or a flat thing, you just know that any physicality necessarily has to be the product of a troidal field; otherwise, it couldn't even have the appearance of existence. And then you can talk in terms of, uh, you know, north and south poles without arguing whether or not there's an ice wall or some mm-hmm. such thing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> an ice wall. An ice wall.
1: And I'm not discounting that, I'm just saying it becomes uh, a secondary fascination because uh, regardless of that level of um, debate, it still doesn't tell you how things work, mm-hmm. which means we can't take that understanding of functionality and apply it to everything we do in life for our own benefit. We just end up arguing. Yeah, yeah. It's good for it's good for a podcast i guess but it doesn't really further humanity you know down the field at all probably google
0: and and facebook and, and uh, youtube know this and that's why they try to keep us apart and everything because they know that they'll just keep us busy
1: <laughs> yeah and they don't want us to know how things work no they not. don't want us to know how the realm works because then we'd be free Mm -hmm. They don't want us to know how the Federal Reserve works, otherwise we'd be free. They don't want us to know how the legal system works, otherwise we'd be free.
0: Boy, the legal system, what a trip that is, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. You go down that black hole, and I know that you've studied this. It's like, OMG. It's like, what? (laughs) Really? What? Yeah. 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 You don't want to go to court.
1: Somebody puts... Oh, man. Somebody puts words on a piece of paper, so all of a sudden they have authority over you. It's like, really?
0: Really? Let me do a quick thing before we go, uh, Bear, and I want to do a little thing You're Speaking of money, Bear Paul Lando, uh, this is so much fun. You know, we talk a, a great deal about central banking and how it works and fiat currencies, and you could actually go to the um, Federal Reserve Bank of. Uh, uh, St. Louis, and uh, look at modern money mechanics. I mean, it's no secret. They tell you exactly how it works. Just just click on that, and they'll tell you exactly how it works. That when you and I go and uh, uh, sign a note to buy a car, they create the money on a computer and give it to you, and we pay them back with interest, and that works for everything. It's a great deal when you make money for a living by making money for a living, and that's what banks do. And so fiat currencies and modern money mechanics it's all based on this and these guys kinda got the, the dollar ink thing going for them. But we know that there's some very fascinating things going on in the world right now and it's called de-dollarization. And you'll find places like Saudi Arabia, places like Iraq and Brazil and they're just dumping out of the dollar. I, I, even places, lots of places in Africa You know, I've seen articles. They said, what do we need to use the dollar for? So maybe the dollar karma thing is wrapping up. I don't know. But there's definitely going to be some big changes in the works. And I'm not smart enough to know what they're going to look like. But if you would like to figure out a way to maybe hedge your bets a bit, not knowing what's going on with this whole great reset and central bank digital currencies, we recommend gold and silver coins. That's our favorite way to do it. Andrew Goss started this very company oh, 35 years ago, and his partner Fred Dashevsky uh, now has this company, and they they rebooted it when Andrew left this reality, and it's called um, U.S. Coin Capital. And Fred's a cool guy. They only deal with real American money. That's um, um, uh, pre 1965 dimes, uh, quarters, halves, and silver dollars and then numismatic coins all in the um, most of them in the plastic cases third party verified and you can you can you know you can buy a coin for $50,000 if you want or $1,000 so we think this is a nice way uh, the only the only rule here is that you don't lose them <laughs> that's the only deal they're in your possession so you got to hide them somewhere where nobody knows or you know put them in your underwear drawer and um, and just hang on to them and, and see what happens. We think this is a nice way to hedge against whatever's going on in the, in the financial world. So call Fred. He's a good guy. 800-878-2646. Real American money from Fred Dashevsky uh, at U.S. Coin Capital. Real American money. It's a real deal. They don't do... Uh, bricks and bars or anything like that, they just do uh, real American money. Uh, we came across uh, this company, this really cool product. It's Air Doctor, and it looks like RT-D2, do, RT, do, do, whatever, oh, I can't say it, R2-D2, and it's just a little bit bigger than a computer. It's called Air Doctor. It's very intuitive, and if you're frying up something or you get smoky in the house and if you do bacon, it'll just speed up and suck all the soap, uh, it really is cool. It's a great uh, company, uh, unique products. It's very easy easy to change the filters and we like this a lot. We like it a lot. So you might want to consider um, Air Doctor through our website. And finally here, we promote uh, this hydrogen machine as of, oh, maybe three or four months ago. It's called Holy Hydrogen. It is made in Japan. Japan re- really has the Oh, they have a, they're front runners on hydrogen technology uh, with the materials they use, with the technology. It's, uh, we like it. Uh, it's a really good one. It's called Holy Hydrogen. Uh, there's no maintenance. There's no lie. Um, so it's, it's a very um, cleaner technology. The other one is fine. People say, do I need to get rid of them? No, no, it's fine. I used it for three years. No problem. It's just we just moved up to this one. We think it's a it's it's just a little better one. Um, I don't even like to use the term because then that you know that kind of wants to to tell you that the other one is not as good. No, don't worry. If you use the care it's great. I used it for three years. Uh, we're just promoting this one now, and uh, one of the reasons too is people wanted a payment plan uh, that the other one didn't offer, and so you can finance it over twelve months. Might as well very low interest, and it makes. Um, Mm, two quarts of water one time, we like that. And there's no maintenance with this one as there is with the other one. It's called Holy Hydrogen and use promo code One Radio on One Radio From the Hill Country in Texas, this is One Radio Network.com. Bear Parlando up there with Alpha Vedic and the God's country out there. Tell folks about your website when they go there, and you've got some really cool products. You've probably got the best teas on the, on the earth plane. I think you do. I, I think you do. I have them all. Tell folks about what, what you produce there if they want to support you.
1: Well, we, uh, we're agricultural-based. We think that's really important, and it's in alignment with everything we've talked about these days. You know, Back uh, a long time ago, uh, doctors had what they called a physic garden, where they grew their own medicinal herbs and they called it their physic garden. And they believe that making plant medicine started with understanding how to grow things and, uh, really getting to know the plant from the ground up, so to speak. And, you know, before they even took it into their lab. So that's what we do here. My wife and myself have had a long history of growing things together, uh, including our children. (laughs) So, um, you know, we um, we have uh, quite an operation here. We've had several, <clears throat> excuse me, off grid operations. Mm. Uh, by the way, we started buying gold back in the '70s because we oh, kind of started getting clued in what the Federal Reserve was about back then. Uh, Modern money mechanics, by the way, is a publication put out by the Chicago oh, Federal Reserve. Oh, it's the Chicago. I was wrong. I ages. didn't say St.
0: Louis. Yes, yeah, Chicago.
1: Oh, uh, well, maybe you're right, but it's put out by the Federal Reserve. I thought it was Chicago. I read. I that think a long it is Chicago. Ago. I think it but, is Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, you know, they don't pull any punches, but they just figure the average person isn't going to read. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're not going to look at it. So you know. anyway, yeah, gold's a good idea. And um, so, you know, we've had uh, off grid operations in Hawaii here on the mainland. We've operated, um, uh, um, Uh, businesses, very large uh, nursery, plant nursery businesses. That was more my wife's domain. Uh, She's a professional landscaper as well as running those businesses, you know, and then also ran our clinic. So we've for a long time integrated agriculture and medicine, and we believe that applying those principles, uh, you know, that we've been talking about is really the only way you can have seven generation agriculture make cool things out of what you grow mm. and you know, uh, understand how to heal your own body. So uh, again, Alphabetic is a prototype for that. And then we, uh, in a true full circle permaculture model, we don't just stop with um, growing things or understanding permaculture design, but we create a commercial arm so that we can fund ourselves Uh, with what we grow and what we do, you know, through teaching and and providing products from what we grow so that then it can keep the whole wheel going and we can, you know, next year expand the farm and, Mm. and, uh, you know, make more services available, make more products available. Uh, We started out with uh, our signature crop was jiao gulan or gynostemma. So our tea line, as you mentioned, that's the core ingredient in those 15 blends. And, uh, you know, it's just really, really uh, good, stuff. good stuff. And really we enjoy nice it because we, we grow it. And then we create a herbal blends around that core ingredient. But we grow a lot of other things, including food. Mm-hmm. Uh, but medicinal uh, herbs are what we specialize in, what we offer the public. And I've always been a big fan of Shazandra berry, too. So that's why this year, uh, this year's, because every year we expand into, you know, either what we're already growing are into a new crop. So we went big time into the schizandra berry this year because it's um, you know an important herb. They call it five-flavor berry because it has all the attributes of the five elements in Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be making some really cool spagyric honey elixirs uh, out of a number of things. And schizandra berry, I have a, a real special one planned for that. Elix-
0: elixirs, well, that's sounds right. That's at alphabetic.com, alphabetic.com. Visit it. Got some, the T's are out of control. They're just great. So I like, every now and then, speaking of the money, it's fun. I like to pull up the Federal Reserve Bank's balance sheet. And that's right online. You can see it. They don't hide it. Just do H41 release. Put that in Google. And then the latest balance sheet is June 15th. And right now they have, what's the, oh, $8,351,000,000,000 on their balance sheet. Good for them. And what's fun is that they created this eight trillion dollars on a computer and bought debt. So that's just how they make a living. It's <laughs> great. They currently have five well, trillion U.S. United States Treasuries that we the people owe these bankers five trillion dollars.
1: Yeah, and if you look at your Social Security number on the back, there's a red <laughs> number. It's a Q-step number. You rascal. Um, you. Your <laughs> issued. Uh, you can get 12 of those if you keep filing for new ones, say you lost the last one, but they'll only give you 12 because uh, each of the 12 main branches issue you a special Q number. Uh, there's certain things that some of us did with those QCIP numbers in the old days so that I wouldn't recommend trying at home, but no, we just that. had to yeah, don't do <laughs> stick our necks out and see how things work. And, uh, you know, when you go and get a loan, the first thing we have to realize is there's no money to loan. There's no money in existence. They certainly don't have any money. But when you sign on that first uh, mortgage paper, uh, you know, on the left-hand side, that's the debit column. and, And then that creates a credit for them. Uh, in the amount of whatever you signed on for. Then they take that and route it to the Federal Reserve Clearinghouse and Waterhouse Street in New York City. Then that in turn goes to the SEC. They create a debt instrument out of that. Then that goes back to the issuing bank that you got the alleged loan from. That goes as a debit on the 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 left side, I should have said right side before, of their uh, accounting sheet, which is, you know what their liability is uh and they could still make bank on that because with fractionalized the credit that we made for them they can load 10 times and 10 times on that to infinity to the next sucker that comes along and gets a loan (laughs) but then they figure and that's why they keep shoving new papers on uh, you know under your nose and now the signatures are always on the other side of the paper of your mortgage agreements that represent the debit side and then they figure wow since it that they're gonna assume our liability. What the heck, let's charge them four times interest on the principal in the first place. And then the best part is when they create money from that debit and they can only create money from a debt that has been created that they stick us for, mm-hmm. uh, then they can print the uh, uh, more money to uh, you know accommodate that debit, but they don't print enough to accommodate the, the interest, interest yeah. And the principal. So that mm. means when the music stops, somebody is going to end up on the streets. And that's why we have homeless in the United States wow. and in the Western world right now. Well,
0: oh, good, You pay way too much attention. That's brilliant what you just, what, folks, you should just go back and listen to this, take notes, and that's how it works. Wow, you really understand it. It's just, a, isn't it amazing? It's just like a fairyland. You know, it's just like fairy dust.
1: Very touched. Deviously brilliant. Oh,
0: brilliant, brilliant. I see here on the Fed's balance sheet, remember those mortgage-backed securities back in 2008? Remember that the Fed cleaned up and bought from the banks? They still have almost $3 trillion on the balance sheet of those mortgage-backed securities. I wonder what they're ever going to do with those. Who's going to buy those things? Oh, my God. It's just, it's really. So, you Feels like there's going to be some kind of central bank digital thing that they're going to try to put on us, huh?
1: I guess people, Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to old Nathan, you know, he said, uh, give me the economy and I'll control that country better than a standing army. And and what could be better than, um, you know, you get your little universal income so you can live in a stack and pack and do what you're told and mm. and then you just get bare subsidies Assistance, uh, digital, whatevers—you know—to barely survive on. And then, if you don't spend them within two weeks, uh, they just take them out of your account. Because heaven forbid, if you try to live frugally and accumulate wealth, so they've got you. And then, if you're out there being industrious and working, it's like you don't have to worry about ten forties or IRS anymore. Mm-hmm. We'll just take it before you even seize your account. So that's where and this is really way, going, isn't it? You, think? Are you? Yeah. yeah, that's where oh, this yeah. is going. Yeah, and, and then. And then if you want to donate to one radio network or something, hey, you don't get any digits at all.
0: Yeah, because they're you know, terrorists or whatever they call you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, we're certainly going to have some fun. I want to do a couple of things before we go on the more physical level. We, uh, we've we been talking to a fellow by the name of Darko Belcheck. Do you know Darko at all? Uh, he's at the Rainforest, Darko.
1: I've heard his name, Uh, can't say I know much about him. Really
0: interesting fellow, and he's a big big proponent of really good sea salt, and using that to build blood plasma. That's his whole life, you Mm -hmm. know, is plasma, Mm -hmm. and it's seawater, you know, sea salt, good stuff. Not in the ground, but from sun-dried, and it's got all the minerals and the magnesium and stuff. And you know, Bear, I've been doing that for about two months, lots of salt, And I think it's really good. I I feel more hydrated than I've ever felt in my life. And this is what his contention is, is the more you can build plasma by sea salt and water. Do you you have any ideas or thoughts about that idea? Plasma, seawater?
1: Oh, absolutely. And also the reason why they demonize salt, of course, the salt that allegedly gives bodies problems and and so forth is... uh, iodized, uh, you know, manufactured salt that has nothing to do with resembling what you're talking about, but the, uh, you know, authentic salt that is made, you know, in the oceans mm-hmm. uh, is exactly identical, you know, the, the water is with that salt to our own plasma, and it has all the mm. uh, inorganic elements, uh, like we talk about cell salts a lot, it has those elements in it. Um, when I was in practice, I would do IVs with Quentin Sea plasma, yeah, yeah. which is purified um, uh, salt water from, you know, pristine areas in the deep ocean. And uh, it would just literally buoy people up and, you know, put a lot of wind back in their sails. And uh, yeah, so uh, what you're doing with the sea salt, you know, you're just taking it a different form. And if you're using it in, you know, a good water source and everything, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to get a similar effect. Mm-hmm. And it has all the goodies in there that you need for your body.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he, he claims that you can do enough of it where you just have a kind of a diarrhea thing in the morning and you're just detoxifying the whole body and it's cleaning things up. And I'm seeing little things that are kind of hanging around out there like a pain here and there, just a little thing that you just, you know is going to mm-hmm. go away that are kind of um, disappearing doing
1: this, all this salt. So
0: mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep playing with it. I don't know where I'm going with it, but it's kind of fun. I thought I would ask you about it. And um, hmm.
1: in Hawaii, the, um, you know, we worked with some, um, you know, traditional kahuna kind of folks over there and uh, went through some of their cleansing programs and uh, they take you through a two week process, uh, you know, of fasting and doing things. And then every day you drink a gallon of seawater. Sea water. Wow. You know, yeah, and you'd start, stuff would start pouring out of your body from all over the place. And boy, talk about uh, just having a biological reset. Mm-hmm.
0: Salt's pretty magical, huh? And he, that's how he discovered Darko. He's a—it was a sailor, a uh, sailing, and he just uh, started drinking ocean water and diluting it and trying to see if he could live on it. And he yeah. could, you know. It was like, what? I mean, they tell you if you drink ocean water, you're going to die, right? But maybe not. So that's kind of fun. What do you eat these days? Are you kind of an omnivore? Do you just kind of eat whatever you want?
1: You know, um, (laughs) I've done everything, every extreme possible. And what (laughs) I've settled in for a good number of years now is just uh, being a vegetarian. I'm like a lacto-ovo vegetarian. But, you know, when I do eat dairy, it's good. Um. Raw, you know, raw, organic, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we have uh, the chicken girls outside there, so I you know, have a number of uh, eggs a week. Um, so, you know, I'm eating some animal protein, but uh, the girls, you know, when they stop laying, we don't slaughter them or anything. Uh, you know, they're just kind of like our pets, and we take care of them forever. So I don't buy that we're abusing anybody. They love us. We love them. And uh, you know, we have a local cow over here, kind of same thing, you know, and it stops producing, then you know, it's just somebody's pet. the cows have names and everything. So I think animals can live um you know very uh in a high level of uh, grace and you know in a humane way with animals and and both sides can benefit so mm-hmm. so I'm just a veg. I don't eat flesh products um mm-hmm. for uh, many years. And that's you know I have different reasons more on the energetic as far as why I refrain from that uh in my earlier years, I was a two hundred eighty five pound football player uh you know, and, and yeah um, big muscles too right big muscles, yeah, you know, so I definitely killed a few chickens in those days, uh you know to maintain body uh bulk and everything for that sport uh so you know I and yeah, I just did a lot of things in order to keep that kind of body uh, and then afterwards uh, lost some weight and then went to other extremes along the way where I spent three uh, years where I was 100% raw food vegan. Uh, I derived a lot of benefits from that. I liked it. I was also living in the tropics. At the time. So, yeah. it was very easy to do. Yeah. We lived on a off-grid plantation. So, you know, just reach up and pick a banana or a coconut or whatever, you know, whatever you want. And, um, you know, that worked and I'm glad I, and so so out of all those experiences, I've come back full circle into kind of a in-betweener mode. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the main thing I think, uh, you know, when you're choosing your diet, uh, and it's my main, you know, being Italian and everything, my, uh, my main prerogative is, uh, enjoying food um you know i take little weekly fast and take a break from food but i also uh enjoy eating when i'm eating and even though we're vegetarian we just make great dishes they taste good so we don't believe in austerity for the sake of austerity yeah. you know if you're enjoying what you're taking into your body it's gonna work better for you rather than getting all anal and worrying about. You know, some ideology or following a strict rule. You
0: know, yeah. One of the big one of the big yeah. fads out there is is one meal a day and intermittent fasting. Um, do, you think in, do you think, in general, the body um, performs better or likes uh, you know just eating once a day, or maybe or waiting a long time in between eating? And there's others that say, well, if the body's hungry, you should just kind of feed it. You have any theories on that one?
1: I think we're all different. We have different chemistry sets. We have different phases of life. We have different phases of the year that we live through that, you know, our body has different needs. So being really healthy, I think, is learning how to listen to your body and tuning in. You know, it's your own personal laboratory. So rather than listening to somebody on YouTube tell you what you should be doing, um, you know, you, you need to listen to yourself I, uh, you know, I've done intermittent fasting for a long time, and I and I kind of liked it. Um, I still do a lot of training, um, a lot of martial arts training, even though I don't compete anymore. Mm-hmm. I, you know, still very active. I dig in holes out in the farm all day long, so I have to be pretty physical and strong. And what works best for me right now is just uh, once a week, I take a break from eating for thirty six hours, <clears throat> that's what's working well for me right 36 now. Thirty six hours, has for a while. No, just water. Yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah, and then, you know, you don't even miss it. And then, uh, you know, when, when you start eating again, um, you know, you just kind of ease into it on that day. And it's it's a good reset. And there's even some recent, if you, I don't look at research as my criteria so much, but it's interesting. And they're finding that all the things that people like to um you know, get out of a fast or some kind of regime. Uh, they're finding that the thirty-six hour fast is probably the most effective ah. reset you could do. Your body gets a little break. You know, just a rest from eating. So when you do eat, you absorb better. And uh, you know, that's what I favor right now. I'm not telling anybody that's what they should do.
0: Sure. Sometimes I do Thursday night to Saturday morning kind of thing. Friday seems like a good day for me. Yeah. And, and it's. It's fun, and yeah. you, know, you know, it's kind of nice. I guess the body just likes to, you know, my dog who's lying right here next to me, I don't even like calling her a dog. It's my, my, my best friend, Doodle. Hi, Doodle. Say hi. She, uh, <laughs> she at the present time, she, she skipped two days the last two days eating. It's just mm-hmm. hot outside, you know, and we're not moving yeah. around all that much. And isn't it interesting? You know, she just knows, man. You know, now I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm that's good. what animals do. They said, I'm good. And she's and fine. It, yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, hopefully someday uh, people will be as smart as dogs. <laughs>
0: that's, that's You know, they got that unconditional love thing going, don't they, Bear? They they got that one, man. Yeah,
1: just, yeah we had a heartbreaker uh, a couple of years ago where we lost our long-term companion. Oh, did you? And, uh, you know, we just, we didn't want to run out and get another one and but we just said okay somebody will find us uh, when they need to and about 6 months ago a little toy australian shepherd came into our lives and uh so now she's uh living with us uh you know instant family member sleeps with us uh with us all the time and that's great they're great you know i think uh, wonderful uh, dogs definitely teach you unconditional love
0: did she did uh, get introduced by friends or did she just come on the property how how did you find her how, how'd she come about?
1: Well, you know, we started uh, getting a hankering again for a dog, and so we started putting some feelers out, and you know, for a few months, and nothing was seeming right. And then somebody just uh, answered one of our calls and said, "Hey, we just happen to have a new litter, and this we think this one's a toy. We like a you know a smaller dog because we can travel and it's easy to... Yeah you know, take along with you. But she's an authentic Australian shepherd. So she's a great outdoor dog, uh, you know, for where we live, because um, you know, this is some rugged terrain and they have to be able to run faster than bears and lions and everything. <laughs> so so she's uh she's got the physical attributes but still has the oh. small, you know, size, you know, so it's the best of all worlds. She's oh. a great personality these Australian That's shepherds.
0: Great. They're fun, aren't they? Well, Mr. Lando, oh, awesome. so so fun having you on the show. I just look forward to talking to you every time we do it. And thank you.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. And uh, likewise, uh, I need my periodic Patrick fix. <laughs> so this was fun for me today. We really had a good time.
0: So we'll come visit sometime soon. I got a feeling, baby. I hope so. Got a feeling.
1: And bring Doodle.
0: And we'll bring Doodle. Doodle, you want to go to the coast? Yeah, she wants to go. She wants to go. <laughs> alphabetic.com visit uh, visit Bear. thank you thanks a lot love you take care of yourself see you soon well we are going to take a little break here and we're going to talk about um, um, ESG you know that woke kind of thing that's taking over the corporate world you've heard of Target and Bud Light and, and why, why would they do this if they're losing money Why would they do it? I mean, Stock went down forever. Well, Brandon Smith has an idea of why they're doing it, how they're doing it, who's controlling it, and where the bodies are buried. And we're going to talk to Brandon out of Montana in 40 minutes. So stay right there. Don't go far. Have some lunch. And we'll be right back and talk to Brandon. I think you're going to like him. He's a cool guy. Out of the great state of Montana. I love you all very much. Thank you. Thanks for your support. Appreciate it. Uh, If you want to buy some of our products, just go to our website and uh, see uh, what you might want to find. Also, on BitChute, please subscribe to our channel and you see the link to our store right underneath the video. And pass on the links like if you enjoyed Bar and I, Bear, uh, just pass them on to friends too. So, see you in about 45 minutes. Take care. Bye. Bye. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is
2: oneradionetwork.com.